to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. Thank you very much for joining me this morning. WKTY Outdoors is brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And, whoo, goodness. Hey, <laughs> good thing I didn't need an umbrella this morning here. I'd have done my Mary Poppins and blown away here or something. Man, oh man. That wind is something. Stepped outside this morning to go outdoors and darn near uh, lost my screen door panel or door or screen door. Boy, that wind caught it and whoo. Goodness. Hope you're having a, a good morning. And if you're getting a chance, hopefully you'll get a chance to get out and do a little uh, outdoor recreating this weekend, whether it's uh, duck hunting or uh, doing a little fishing, what have you. Maybe a little time out in the woods. Goodness. Make sure uh, make sure you're secure <laughs> if, you're, if you're climbing the trees, checking things out. Oh my goodness. But oh well, it is it is that time of year where the weather is uh, a bit unpredictable. But you know. At this point, I, I thought they were going to, and now I don't see anything in the forecast here, fortunately. I thought originally there was some talk of that four-letter S-word. Um, no, I'm not talking about Scrady. Oh, well. <laughs> I know that's more than four letters, but four letters, kind of, well, anyway. Um, anyhow, no, the uh, I thought we were supposed to get some snow. I'm not complaining, don't get me wrong. I, I'm you know but that's that and that's fine. I'm 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 good with that. Nothing wrong. I can live without that for a while. Goodness, it was certainly uh we certainly uh had a uh, a preview anyway last Sunday. Holy moly. Had to go out uh run out to Barry Mills to see my sister and it was like a whiteout. Fortunately, it didn't last. It didn't stick around. But yeah, it's uh, it is that time of year where the weather just seems you know where it changes more nor or more so it seems like than than usual. But then again, it's just I say it's been kind of a strange weather year. I mean, looking at uh, you know the current conditions right now. I mean, I was you know not expecting to in. You know, the latter part of October to have the river sitting at ten two right now. I mean, and that's you know, and it's not going to go down anytime soon. We're not even going to. I mean, we'll we'll if if we're lucky, we'll get to nine and a half next week. Fortunately, I mean, I'm hoping that 
you know, the forecast anyway, there's really nothing in the forecast in terms of rain for our area. I know it, you know, you got to go further up north for it to, to that their weather up there affects us more so, but I don't know if they're going to get much up there either, which is fine. <laughs> it would be nice if the water came down a little bit. Because it's right now, I mean, right now, um, the fishing is good. Fishing is very, very good right now. And if you can get to the backwater areas, you should be able to do well, even though the water is high. Excuse me. Um, spoke to the folks up at uh, Fat Cat Bait up in Trempolo this morning here, and, and uh, it's been quiet. It really has been, been quiet up there. Um, but unfortunately, uh, you know, folks haven't been getting out and taking advantage of it. You know, I mean, the, the, uh, the, uh, apparently the parking lot up by the lock and dam is got water. So, you know, that's always a challenge to, to get out there, but, uh, folks below the dam there are doing very well on walleyes, which I guess doesn't surprise me. Uh, I'm looking at the, the water temperatures this morning and, you know, upper forties across the board, uh, mostly 48, 49, uh, degrees, you know, Winona, Trempolo, Dresbach, Genoa, Lynxville, they're all hanging in that uh, hanging in that range. So I mean it's that's you know, prime walleye water temperatures. Um and so, you know, it's if you can get out there, yeah, I think you might be able to do all right on the walleyes. Uh that would be if if I had to uh suggest something in terms of, of fishing, um that's what I'd maybe, you know, Maybe be thinking about, you know, just some nice, some nice walleye fillets. I don't know if the only thing you're going to have to contend with, certainly today anyway, would be the uh, the winds. I don't know about, I don't know about that. Maybe I'd hold off until uh, until tomorrow. Um, I mean, it's it's going to be hard enough battling currents and uh, the higher water and not having to mess around with forty mile an hour wind gusts. No, you know, go tomorrow. It'll be a little nicer. So that's that's one hot spot anyway. The other thing, find some backwater areas. Uh, you know, panfish bite is is doing very well. The bass bite uh, up in that Three Lakes area uh, is is doing well. Um, so you, you get back in some of those backwater areas, and, and so I'm gonna, you know, I, I think that would translate to a, a number of different uh, backwater areas there, just off by you know. Uh, up by French Island up there, kind of in that area um, around the lot off the, the lock and dam there, up by Dresback, that backwater area. Uh, I think, you know, you get back in some of those those little sloughs and bays, uh, find a little slack water. Um, I think you can do pretty well. Um, you know, with the panfish bite, like I said, you know, so you know, bluegills, sunnies. Maybe some crappies. Bass bite is uh, uh, doing well uh, too. Um, but yeah, and again, you're looking for uh, you know if you're looking for largemouth, um, those are the kind of places you know the backwater areas uh, just off the off the main channel there. Uh, smallies, eh, not doing too bad. They're okay. Um, but uh, you know, you're looking along like the Rip Rap and and 
trees and things like that. So that's the, you know, that kind of structure is what you're looking for, for, uh, uh, for them. Um, haven't really, uh, wasn't really much of a report this morning. It's been pretty quiet as far as the, uh, as far as the Northern bite goes, I would suspect that they, you know, um, they're there. Uh, it's just been, just been kind of quiet lately, but I, I would, I mean, this is, uh, good time, you know, good water, well, a good time of the year for a good northern bite, and, you know, the water temperatures are in that uh, range as well, good range as well for uh, for a good northern bite. So, you know, uh, I would be thinking about uh, about Lake Onalaska uh, in, terms of, uh, in terms of the northern bite up there. Um, so you've got that as, you've got that as well. And I think, you know, some of those areas up on the, like the northern end of Lake Onalaska, some of the, you know, you get in some of those backwater areas up there. Um, those are the kind of places that I was, you know, thinking about in terms of the bass bite and the panfish bite. Um, so yeah, you know, and, and as far as, uh, guys like me, the shore fishermen, um, I think, you know, if you can find again, some backwater areas that you can get at, um, that uh, um, have that structure, have those those trees, those laydowns. Um, I I think you can do well with the uh, with the panfish bite. Um, so you know, if you want to check out, maybe uh, uh, I mean seriously, like some place like Pettybone. Um, I haven't talked about that much lately, um, and again, I haven't been over there much lately. Um, but you know, there's. Places, place, you know, backwater areas like that that are going to, you know, that don't have that current, that don't, uh, uh, you know, have all, you know, I, the water is up, yes. Um, but, you know, there's structure there that, that are, it's going to be holding fish. And again, that's, that's one of my favorite spots in the, uh, in the fall there. Uh, and certainly with the, uh, the combination of the current and the high water right now, yeah, those are going to be the kind of places, the, those quieter places, even that little, you know, the places, uh, you know, that inlet, that that uh, that slough that runs all the way back from the the main channel into uh, into Pettibone, uh, in there, into the lagoon, you know, anywhere in there, I think is is going to be probably chocked full of fish. Uh, they're just going to be looking for places out of the current and uh, looking for places to hang out and wait for the bait fish to come by. And certainly uh, this time of year anyway, that place uh, is a magnet for, for bait fish. Um, I mean, there have been times it's just, <laughs> I've been fishing in there and you, know, you see this just huge school of bait fish come by. And it's like, wow. So, But the water, yeah, I mean, the water is a little dirty as well. So you got to contend with that too. So, but uh, um you know, it's uh, it's not bad if you want to get on out there and enjoy it. I think uh, I think tomorrow might be uh, might be a good time. Yeah, because there's no Packer game tomorrow, and is there football tomorrow? I guess. Well, that team, whatever whatever that team in Minnesota is is playing. Um, I guess. Well, they're playing the Jets, so. Well, maybe the. Nah, I'm not going to be that mean. I won't be that mean, Mike. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, that's uh, we got that tomorrow. But the Packers got the weekend off, and um, 
all that good stuff. So uh, tomorrow might be a decent time. And again, you know, this is a busy time of year where there's just a ton of things going on um, that, uh, um, you know, there's there's plenty of places to, or plenty of things to do. You know, you got hunting, you know, you can do some fishing and there's duck hunting and, and all sorts of things, getting ready for deer hunting and uh, all that. So, well, you know, deer, turkey, take your pick. Uh, so plenty of that to, uh, plenty of that to, Keep you occupied. So, anyhow, coming up in just a, a little bit here on WKTY Outdoors, I'm going to talk a little bit, uh, a little bit about some fall fishing, some fall crappie fishing, and uh, among other things. So, got plenty to do between now and nine o'clock. So, I'm going to take a break. Be back in just a couple of moments. We'll hear from a couple of our sponsors, Fat Cat Bait and Tony Ryerson, and then uh, more of WKTY Outdoors is coming up. Here on WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. It's that time of year again, and the fish are biting. So where are you going to go to get your bait and fishing tackle? Well, I'll tell you where. Fat Cat Bait and Fishing Supply in Trempolo. They have everything you need to reel in that lunker, and they carry the local brand lures the big box stores don't. Plus, their live bait is always fresh and healthy. It's a small-town bait shop with big-time selection. So before you hit the water, check out Fat Cat Bait and Fishing Supply on Main Street in Trempolo. When you see a house in your neighborhood with a for sale sign in the yard, out of curiosity, you look it up. You want to see what they're asking, what they're going for. Your neighbor's house could be one price, the house a few streets down another. So where does your house fall in line? Let Tony Ryerson of Coldwell Banker River Valley show you with a compared market analysis. It's a snapshot of homes in your neighborhood and those similar to what you have. Find out now if it's the right time to sell. Make the smart investment. Contact Tony at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors, brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And before we hop back into uh, talking about the outdoors here, just a uh, peek at the sports calendar for the weekend here. Uh, We've got uh, football action for you this afternoon. UWL taking on uh, Oshkosh. That'll be at 1.30 this afternoon. Here on WKTY, and then uh, tonight, oh, what a great game. 7.35, uh, Dodgers-Brewers, going to be a good game. Game 7, wow. Hey, was that fun last night to watch or what? That was <laughs> that was great. Man, that first inning was really fun, and then it was, it's like, you knew the Dodgers were going to make some kind of a run there, and unfortunately, or, well, fortunately, I should say, it was... Uh, just a, a one-run rush, if you will. But, yeah, the Brewers looked really good last night. They looked really good. And let's hope that uh, that'll carry over into game seven. I, you know what? And, and and I think it will, just for the simple reason that, you know, they're pumped up. They know it's game seven. Everything's on the line. And you know that crowd at Miller Park is just going to be rocking the house. I mean, that's just going to be 
that I mean, you can you you're going to be able to feel the energy blocks away from that place. I mean, it's it's just going to be going to be fun. But we got all the action for you here this evening uh, on WKTY, and and it's it's going to be phenomenal. And coming up tomorrow again, we don't have any. Uh, you know, Packers got the weekend off; it's by uh, on our sister station KQ ninety eight. We do have the Vikings playing the Jets. Uh, that will get underway with the pregame show at eleven o'clock tomorrow, uh, and then uh, tomorrow evening we do have some Sunday night football here on WKTY as the uh, the Rams take on the Forty ers That will get underway at six thirty. Uh, oh, missed one thing here. Uh, the uh, uh, NASCAR. We've got some auto racing for you tomorrow on our sister station, 1410 WIZM, uh, and that will be starting at 12 noon. So, some good stuff. And then Monday night, we've got the uh, Giants and Falcons starting at 6.30 again here on WKTY. So, plenty of plenty of sports action for you here this, after, or the, this afternoon, this evening, tomorrow, on one of our stations. So, be sure you uh, be sure you tune in. Get that new WKTY app as well. So, but good stuff. So, looking forward to having the TV turned down and the uh, the radio on. That's the only way to listen to baseball. We won't get into the whole Joe Buck thing, but yeah, well, whatever. Much rather listen to. You can those guys anyhow. So, anyhow, it's going to be a good time. Looking forward to it. Uh, now, as we all know, and, and I'm going to get into the topic of the day here, and, and you know, and as I've been talking here this morning, you know, fall fishing really is, I think, probably the best time of the year to find some, uh, find numbers of fish, and certainly um, larger fish. Uh, some some trophy slabs, if you will, um, and, and certainly plenty to take home for the frying pan. Um, and, and like I've been saying as well, you know, the other part of the equation is too. You know, we all get busy. The fishing pressure goes down. There's other things. There's so many other things to do. Whether it's hunting, you know, school activities with the kids, uh, work, whatever. I mean, you know, you get the idea. Um, so you know, a lot of the rods and everything get. It's put away because just don't have the time, which is a shame because, you know, if you're looking for a good meal or two, uh, crappie fishing can really be tremendous this time of year. Um, and, and as, you know, as we've seen, the water temperatures are certainly dropping. Um, you know, that just indicates to the fish that it's time to stock up for winter. And, you know, another nice thing, too, uh, is that uh, when that happens, they tend to school up, um, so when you find one slab, usually you'll you'll find a few more. So, one of the things I, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about today was uh, some of the locations, places that you can check out. Give you a few suggestions on you know how go, how to go about finding these fish. So, I guess we'll start with the where first. Uh, prime targets to drop a line into are you know any place with a brush pile. Uh, tree in the water, stuff that's drifted into an area and gotten hung up, uh, you know, like on a bend of a channel or someplace like that. And certainly here in the last few months, uh, there are some new places to check out, uh, given all the, the flooding we've had this year and high water and everything that we're experiencing right now. 
I was uh, uh, Thursday evening. I was down at uh, this evening uh, night with the Y uh, down at the waterfront there, and um, had a chance to step out on the patio for a little bit. Boy, there was a lot of stuff floating down the river. You know, it's and it is that time of year too. And certainly, it was. You could definitely tell the current was up. Uh, no doubt about that. Cool thing was, and and I'm going to just make a little aside here because it's my show and I can do that. Um, but I, I got to meet uh, Josh Jones of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, cool dude. Very cool dude. Very nice guy. Um, and I, just conversation with, uh, I was with the TV, TV station and, and just kind of hanging out, waiting to do an interview with him on, on TV. And I it, 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 talking about the river and everything. And it's like, oh yeah, I love to go catfishing. Like, hello. So, instantly went up a couple of notches in the old book there. So, and we talked a little bit about that just, just briefly and, and everything. So, he said he didn't like to eat them, which is, it's like, loves to go catfishing, but, you know, and uh, talking about just some of those, you know, huge fish that you can pull out of the water. I'm, I'm going to have to uh, uh, get him hooked up with the, uh, the folks up at Fat Cat and, uh, Show them a few, uh, show them a few things. So, show them some real catfish in there, <laughs> Mississippi style. But yeah, it's uh, that was cool. It's like, yeah, all right. So, yeah, just talk a little fishing about uh, all that good stuff. So that was that was kind of fun. So, that's just my little brush with greatness the other night. <laughs> so. Which was which was a, fu- a funny, but anyhow, uh, back to uh, talking about uh, fish a, a little bit smaller than uh, than catfish, uh, crappies anyway. But uh, yeah, you know, th- th- there's a lot of new places to check out. A lot of timber, a lot of down trees. Uh, you know, th- there's just a lot of new structure that uh, uh, has the potential for holding fish, and certainly, you know. If you've done any research on crappies, you know they love timber for a number of reasons. Um, offers structure at different depths, and, and I'll, I'll talk more about depth in a moment here. Um, you know, it provides a current break. Um, it also offers some protection from predators looking themselves for a meal made of crappie. So you got that to contend with. But no, you know, for the crappie though, I mean, you know, they like the timber uh, as well for. Uh, the reason that I mean, they can hang out there and you know, they can ambush fish, you know, they can wait there for those you know school of minnows to come by and they can get a meal. And of course the minnows are in search of warmer water. So, you know, they're starting to move into a little shallower water where the temperatures are the highest, relatively speaking, of course, um, you know, so the, the crappie of course are going to follow. Now, uh, so this is the part now where I talk about depth and brush pile advantage, you know, with, uh, with lay downs or stumps or, or brush pile, you know, that structure is going to sit from, you know, on the bottom vertically up the water column, you know, maybe all the way up to the top and above the water, of course, or maybe not. Uh, regardless, um, that structure offers different depths for the crappie to hold in. Um, you know, obviously they're efficient. They're going to hold at the, correct 
depth for them in relation to where the where their food source is. Uh, that doesn't necessarily help the angler. You know, that's where your sonar comes in to, you know, see what see the depths and the type of structure, kind of read that a little bit and see where, you know, things are at in terms of the, the water column there. Um might not be able to tell you exactly where the fish are in the structure, but it gives you a, a good starting point. You know, keep in mind too that when presenting your lure to the fish, uh, keep it above them. Crappies are bottom-up feeders, um, meaning they'll they'll come in at come at it from below and and move up to the bait. So that's something you have to uh, to keep in mind. You know, in, in terms of that light crappie bite. Um, now, for presenting bait to the fish. Your best chance to haul in some keepers is vertical jigging. I mean, really, it's it's simple technique, you know. And to keep from you know parking the boat right on the structure, you know, have a, a little bit longer, uh, ten to twelve foot pole, a crappie rod, perfect for that. Casting is, I mean, you know, if 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 you've got a lane where you can where you can cast, um, more power to you. Um, I'm thinking in a boat in higher water. Eh. <laughs> I, I I'd have enough trouble hitting a car from 15 feet, but you know, if, if you've if you've got the touch, and I know there are people that that have great accuracy when it comes to that, uh, by all means, uh, go for it. But uh, I just like a little longer rod uh, that you can, you know, reach out. You're not like I said, you're not camped out right over the structure there. Um, but, you know, and, and there are crappie rods. If, if you, you know, you, you look at Cabela's or Gander, or places like that, um, they've got crappie rods specifically designed for uh, for that application. Um, and again, like I said, I, I think they're perfect for that. Uh, just, you know, dipping it in and around the structure there and, uh, you know, adjust the depth some you know some of them are just you know just a couple of pegs and you hold the that hold the line and others have do have rods or reels on them i should say that you you can put on them anyhow but um either way uh, like i said you know crappie come from the bottom up so they can push that bait up and make it a, a lot more difficult to detect I, I and i think even with you know a nice sensitive tip on those those longer rods you you can feel those bites um you know, it, it it can be a little difficult at times, but yeah, you can you can tell. Um, but it's it's just a little bit more of a challenge sometimes. If they're hungry, hey, they're going to come in and just you know chug that thing down. But anyhow, it's certainly uh, the thing to start with anyway, if, in terms of uh, vertical jigging anyway, is with with a minnow. Um, most natural looking bait, something the crappie are expecting to see, uh, and. and Working in the brush, I would suggest using maybe a little bit heavier jig with that minnow, um, an eighth of an ounce. Uh, earlier in the year, I, I, you know, I think you could get away with with something a little bit lighter, um, a sixteenth, maybe a thirty-second, um, but a little extra weight. And, and certainly now, given these conditions with a little higher water, um, you want a little extra something to get it down through, uh, you know, any branches or limbs. Um, you know, if you need to go deeper in the water column, it's certainly going to be easier with a little bit heavier jig, uh, as well. 
the other thing too, as far as a vertical presentation goes, um, you know, it it gives me I to me anyway. If you I have more control of the line and and lure uh, to reduce and but not completely uh, eliminate anyway. Uh, getting snagged um, kind of goes without saying that you know. If you're going to do that, you need to pair it with, uh, you know, have a nice, good abrasion-resistant line. Four to six pound test, but it's probably all you're going to need. You certainly don't, I don't think you need anything bigger than that. Um, It's just, I I think you get heavier, it's not going to, you're not going to be able to pick up those bites, I think, quite as easily. But four to six pound test, six pound, you should be able to horse out a nice crappie, even a good size crappie. Um, without uh, without too much issue there, and again, the little heavier line, I, I think certainly you're going to be bumping up against structure of all kind, you know, trees and and things like that. It's just going to be rubbing up there. It's just it'll be nicer to have that little heavier line. Now, I, I mentioned minnows is a, a primary bait to use. It's natural, familiar to the crappies, so yeah, it makes sense to to start out with them, but but. You know, don't overlook plastics, uh, having some along with you as well. Uh, you know, if you're finding dirty water, and I guess depending on, on where you're at, um, certainly the main channel is going to be stained, and, you know, some of the, it, it'll eventually get into the backwaters there. Um, but, yeah, you know, if you're finding a little dirty water, you know, maybe a small twister tail, a spike tail, or a tube jig, something along those lines with contrasting colors, uh, can help draw in that that crappie bite, um, and again, you know, you're looking for something with bright colors: uh, white, chartreuse, chartreuse, <laughs> orange, it, it, those kinds of of colors. You know, maybe a little sparkle pattern to pick up the sunlight. Um, red, yellow, uh, again to to help that. You know, kind of the two tone or you know, multicolor. You know, to help it stand out against. Uh, that dirty water, um, you know, certainly, you know, the, the in terms of, of scent, minnows are probably, again, the way to go. Um, but, you know, there are times, too, where, you know, depending on where you're at, uh, there might not be as much structure as you would like. Uh, like, and I was putting the, the show together today, talking, uh, looking at this, and it's like, Hadn't really thought about this for a fall crappie fishing, but it, it does kind of make sense. There are places that uh, crappie will hang out, and docks are going to be one of them, um, especially, again, if there isn't a lot of uh, tree structure in the water for them to, to hang out in. Um, but, yeah, you know, try that uh, that dock shooting technique. Um, and, and certainly I, <laughs> minnows won't, I don't think, will work quite as well with that. You know, you need the plastics for that. Um, you know, like I said, it's a bit different. Makes sense though. You know, structure, um, usually around shallower water, therefore warmer water. Um, it's got cover. Uh, it's just man-made as opposed to a tree. And again, I, I think, you know, I think it's just easier to do with plastics versus minnows, you know, unless you're like slingshotting minnows. I, Maybe it's a thing. I don't know. Um, 
But yeah, you know, and the thing is, you can certainly have the plastics more securely on the line compared to minnows. Um, but in the dock shooting technique, which you, you know you could use on a lake or a river that doesn't have any of that kind of structure, you know, brush piles or similar structure, um, you know, having a nice little short five five and a half foot ultralight rod, uh, you know, just take that lure, pull it back, and shoot it like you're using a bow, except you're shooting it the lure under the dock. Getting the lure and rod down close to the water makes it do, it does make it easier to shoot that lure under the dock. You know, let it drop, do a count if you want. Um, you know, many times, if there are fish underneath there, they'll hit it on the drop, um, which is which is always kind of fun. Now that can be kind of kind of neat as well. But again, you know, and, and a lot of times too, this time of year, um, again because there is less activity on the water. Those docks are open. There aren't boats around, uh, or people for that matter as well, um, compared to the summer. So, you know, just those are the sorts of things to just keep in mind if you are going to do that. But, you know, there are, uh, there are going to be fish congregating around those, uh, around those areas. Now, if your, your hunt takes you to, uh, a flats type area or a weed edge, plastic, uh, excuse me, plastics are a good choice too for trolling or drifting. Um, this is another spot where crappies might be hanging out this time of year. I'd start with the brush first, look for them. And then, you know, if you're not finding them, look on some of those weed edges, same concept. Uh, they're going to be hiding in the weeds, waiting for bait fish to come by to ambush. Um, you know, if there is some deeper water adjacent to this type of structure, um, that's another potential indicator that, uh, there are going to be fish in that vicinity. And not just crappies either, but um, I would imagine there might be some walleyes or northerns kind of doing the same thing. But again, you know, those factors I think will, you know, if you're hunting for crappie, yeah, that's someplace you want to check out. You know, the crappies can move up during the day into the flats or weeds, have their meal, and then move back into deeper water later on in the day, you know. But for working a much larger area where the crappie are wandering around in, you know, maybe they're suspending um, the ground. The ability to cover ground quickly is important. Trolling or drifting can do this. Um, you know, once you find the fish, you find that school, um, then you can maybe try the vertical jigging or, you know, continue to roam for that matter. Um, crappies won't be quite as bunched up as in the tree structure I mentioned earlier. Um uh, so, you know, you may need to keep on the move to, to find your limit. Um, they may be holding tight to the bottom or further up in the water column. So, you know, maybe give a thought to, to tying on a couple of light hooks at various depths uh, with whatever plastics you like to, like to use. Um, then again, you know, like I said, once you find them, then if you want to switch over to, to maybe that minnow bite, um, your minnow lure, um, yeah, go for it. A last uh, point I want to make here before I wrap this up. Um, nice thing is what you know, what I've talked about today anyway is that, you know, you can score crappies during the day. Um, the early morning before sunrise times, you know, getting out that early aren't as important now. Um, so if conditions allow, you know, these locations and presentations can work throughout the day. So sleep in if you want. 
<laughs> have another cup of coffee before you wander out the door. Something like that anyway. So, but anyway, that's a, a little uh, a little fall crappie fishing. And again, right now is uh, is a good time to, to think about getting out there and, and trying some of the things that I've talked about today because uh, it's you know, less pressure. Um, certainly have plenty of places to go check out. Um, and certainly uh, the fish are hungry. The fish are biting. So that's uh, that's the main thing. Got to take a break. I'll be back in just a couple of moments as WKTY Outdoors continues here on WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. It's 845. It's that time of year again, and the fish are biting. So where are you going to go to get your bait and fishing tackle? Well, I'll tell you where. Fat Cat Bait and Fishing Supply in Trempolo. They have everything you need to reel in that lunker, and they carry the local brand lures the big box stores don't. Plus, their live bait is always fresh and healthy. It's a small-town bait shop with big-time selection. So before you hit the water, check out Fat Cat Bait and Fishing Supply on Main Street in Trempolo. As a kid, you loved going to Grandma and Grandpa's house. It meant limitless exploring outside, running through the fields, playing in the barn, or a hike through the woods. They had the land. You roamed free. Get that freedom again. Talk to Tony Ryerson from Coldwell Banker River Valley Realtors. Land for hunting, farming, or timber, whatever you're looking for, Tony can find it. Make the smart investment. Get the plot of land you've always wanted and can finally afford. Your inner kid thanks you. Contact Tony at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. It's uh, 847 here and talking a little fishing here this morning. Let's, uh, and, and the other thing, too, is, well, I, the other day uh, it closed on the 15th. Um, but uh, Wisconsin trout fishing is closed. Um, fortunately, we are lucky enough to live in an area where um, we're pretty darn close to uh, more trout fishing. So you don't have to drive very far at all. Uh, I've got Iowa, I've got Minnesota, um, and just I just was looking to. See if uh, Matt down at the Driftless Angler in Viroqua just kind of did any kind of uh, wrap-up on the season. But, uh, uh, yeah, you know, they're doing a little fishing and guiding in Iowa. Um, things are, are going to start to, you know, they, things are all right right now. Um, might be a few days before things, you know, the weather kind of cooperates. I don't know if I'd want to be trying to cast a fly line and, on a windy day like this, but maybe tomorrow or a couple days from now, water cleans up a little bit. Um, but it hasn't changed an awful lot from uh, you know from Wisconsin here. You know, olive hatches, uh, hopper and droppers, which is always fun to use. Um, 
Might as well enjoy that before the frost kills off all the terrestrials and things like that. Uh, a leech pattern will certainly work good. Um, but again, you know, got the opportunities. Iowa is not that far away. What is it? Half hour? Minnesota, you know, same thing. If that, you know, if you want to find a nice trout stream. So, you know, it's... Don't overlook that fact. And, and I'm sure if you're a diehard trout angler, uh, you, you already know this and maybe you've already checked it out a time or two here. And certainly this time of year, uh, I think this weekend, enjoy it while you can. Uh, the colors, I'm just thinking, you know, driving like driving down to Iowa or over a, you know, southeast Minnesota, like the Root River or someplace like that, Lanesboro area over in that neck of the woods. Man. Talk about a pretty drive. It was nice last weekend. I drove around a little bit down in Vernon County last Saturday, and it was uh, the colors were awesome in places. And I'm guessing they'll probably be even better maybe this weekend. We might be pretty much at peak. So if you want to do a, a fall color drive, this is you're, you're you're running your window is rapidly closing, and I'm thinking with the wind today. Um, It'll 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 be a a lot fewer colors uh, in the trees and a lot more on the the ground. So, which unfortunately is like yeah, I gotta get the rake out. Darn it. Uh, anyway, but uh, um, so there is there is that. So if you uh, are looking for another option, want to do a little uh, a little driving, that's cool. That'll work. Get out there. Uh, Get out there and enjoy it. Uh, one other uh, thing as well to uh, to mention here, too, uh, if uh, you are of a mind, and uh, I know a lot of people certainly are, the deadline to purchase licenses for the uh, 2019 Lake Winnebago sturgeon spearing fishing, uh, sturgeon spearing season uh, is coming up here on October 31st. Um, and state biologists are forecasting uh, great opportunities to uh, land some big fish. Um and uh, Ryan Koenigs uh, from the DNR over, uh, who's the, uh, the Lake Winnebago sturgeon biologist, said, the fish population is strong. We've got more fish than we've had in decades and plenty of big fish. So the sturgeon spearing season for 2019 opens February 9th, um, and it'll run for 16 days or until the uh, the harvest caps are, are reached. Um 430 juvenile females, 950 adult females, and 1,200 males. Which sounds like a lot, but I, you know, you get a lot of, a lot of folks out there. It's a big family thing. It's pretty cool to see. And certainly, uh, you're not going to catch anything remotely that size here uh, in the Missis in our neck of the Mississippi. Get some big fish, but not like these things, man. There are some. Uh, I'm looking at the the DNR website here and got a picture of a one that was taken in 2018. It's like 84 and a half inches. That's uh, seven feet, two and a half inches. So (laughs) like, yeah, that's, that's a big fish. 143 pounds. Man, that's a, that's a hefty fish. So you need a big hole for that. Your auger isn't just going to cut it. <laughs> That's for sure. You're going to need a, unless you got a really, really big auger. So anyhow, that's uh, that's coming up. 
Got to take another uh, short break and then be back to wrap up WKTY Outdoors for this Saturday. Stick around. More coming up on WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Always wanted Holman to be the place your family calls home. My name's Brandon Kane. I'm with Remax First Choice in Alaska. I represent Kings Bluff Development. This is a community in itself that is like none other. The bike paths, there will be pavilions, areas for basketball, soccer. It's throughout the community. Kings Bluff Development in Holman. Call it home. Lots are selling fast. Find yours. Contact Brandon Kane with Remax First Choice in Onalaska on Facebook. The fourth annual iFeed is Saturday, November 3rd from 8 to noon at Logan High School. iFeed is a one-day event that works to alleviate hunger in the world and in our own communities. Seven area high school interact clubs working together to pack meals, to send to Nicaragua, and filling the pantries for the Hunger Task Force. You can help out by organizing your own rotary packing team or starting your own food drive at your job, place of worship, or anywhere in your community. And bring it on November 3rd. More info on the fourth annual iFeed at rotaryifeed.org. WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And just got a, a few minutes uh, left to go in the program here. and uh, Talk about a couple of things, or well, one thing coming up anyway. Uh, in Minnesota, um, a couple of the uh, area state parks anyway will be closed for a couple of days during the uh, 2018 fall hunting season here uh, for a, a couple of uh, special hunts, uh, Beaver Creek Valley over by Caledonia, uh, is going to be closed. And both of these, uh, are going to be in Forestville mystery cave park, uh, are going to be closed on the third and fourth of November. Um, or I should say it will be Beaver Creek Valley will be closed. Forestville mystery cave, uh, will be limited, uh, on those November 3rd and 4th for a special hunt. Um, so, if you uh, uh, you have a special permit for the Beaver Creek Valley Park uh, for a firearms deer season, uh, and then uh, as well for uh, it's firearms special hunt as well for the uh, Forestville Mystery Cave as well. Uh, but there's a number of them around the the state of Minnesota um, on various dates here that uh, will be uh, limited or closed to. Uh, the public there because of those uh, because of those special hunts. So, if you want more information on that? Uh, I would just uh, head to the Minnesota DNR page and or Google it up and find out what's uh, find out what's going on. Now, uh, if you're looking for uh, other hunting opportunities when it comes to fish, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about that again here. Oops. Caller on the line. Uh, let's try this. Good morning. Welcome to WKTY Outdoors. Oops, let's try that. Hi, WKTY Outdoors. Can you hear me? 
There we go. Let's try that. Hi, WKTY Outdoors. Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Okay. Maybe not. Oh, well. We tried. Anyhow. Um, hmm. Okay. Not sure what's going on there with the phones. but Hmm. Okay. All right. Anyhow, sorry about that. Uh, live radio for you. But anyway, I was talking about uh, just kind of go back over some of the places uh, if you want to uh, head out and do a little fishing this weekend, uh, some of the hot spots to uh, to check out here. Um, I, I think uh, in terms of walleye fishing, I'm I'm going to be looking at uh, at the lock and dams. Uh, below the lock and dams uh, are going to be, you know, not a lot of pressure. Um, those are the kind of places, you know, whether you want to do a little might be kind of a trolling might be your best bet because I don't I don't know if you parking might be kind of a, a challenge there just anchoring up and that might be a bit challenging maybe you can find a little slack water area or something uh, but uh, that'd be you know places and, and take your pick whether you go Trumpelo or Dresback uh, wherever um, down to Genoa uh, those are going to be places to uh, to check out. Uh, other things, you know, again, you're looking for those backwater areas there for, I think, pretty much everything else. Uh, panfish bite, um, like I talked about crappies earlier, uh, the bass bite, they're going to be hanging off the main channel. Um, and they've, they've got the feed bag on right now as well. Don't talk a lot about bass in the fall in terms of, uh, fall fishing, but I mean, you know, they're such aggressive predators in the summertime and, you know, you think fall, and it's like, wow, they, they just. But no, I mean, they, 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 they need to put the feed bag on as well for winter, and so I would give them a try and try some of the, you know, some of the same things. Look for that structure, you know, cast parallel or perpendicular to it, and and see what you can come up with. I think that's your best bet, maybe for bass. You know, and if you want to get into the brush and whatnot, I think your panfish bite will be very good as well. So I think that's going to wrap up WKTY Outdoors for this Saturday. Hey, thanks again for uh, being here. Thanks to Tony Ryerson for sponsoring the show. Fat Cat Bait as well. And we'll do this again next Saturday with another edition of WKTY Outdoors. Hopefully you get the chance to get out and do a little outdoor recreating this weekend, whether it's hunting or fishing, regardless of what you're doing, whatever your activity is. Make it a safe one as well. Be safe. want to see you next Saturday as well. And if you get the chance to... Take the kids along and teach them the joys of the outdoors. We'll see you next Saturday on WKTY Outdoors. Get up! Get out of here! Go! WKTY Lacrosse, 96.7 FM.